Hello, ladies, and welcome to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we are redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host, Janelle Renee. I want to welcome you all, and I just want to thank you all for just tuning in each and every week. I want to say, hey, girl, to my new listeners, welcome. Um, I pray that this blesses you, that you um, just receive some revelation, some insight, um, a, a answer prayer, um, some wisdom, whatever it is that you need. I pray that God meets you in this place. I pray that he uses me to be a blessing to each and every woman. I pray that you grow. I pray that you be encouraged. I pray that you be empowered. I pray that you be uplifted. I pray that you know, sis, you ain't the only one. It's not just you. We all have something. We're all going through something. And together, as a sisterhood and as a community, we can get through it. And with God in the center, we can overcome and do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So welcome. Um, Even if you're not a Christian, um, you're still welcome here. This still is a place for you to grow, to heal, to become whole, to redefine your worth. So don't don't think that, oh, um, this isn't for you because it's for everybody. We all want to be whole. And so I just thank you all again. And this week's episode is called Identity Crisis. And really, I just want to have a conversation. I know the last couple episodes been a little deep. It's been like I've been preaching. Um, You know, I let the Holy Spirit use me um, as he see fits. Um, However, you know, this week in particular for me, I've just been really thinking about myself and thinking about my identity. And it really just dawned on me. Um, And I've mentioned it before in different episodes, but for real, it really dawned on me this week that I've been in an identity crisis. Here I am going out my birthday next month. I'll be 39 years old. And it's sad to say it's sad, but then it's exciting because see, when you got revelation, when you got another um, form of knowledge, you know, there's power if you know what to do with it. So it's exciting. Um, It's a little saddening as well to really have to reconcile and admit to myself that I've been in an identity crisis and I do not know who I am. Um, Because um, for me, growing up in the environment that I grew up in, growing up having the obstacles early on, the trauma, the abuse, the molestation that really um, shaped and molded me as a, at an early age in a very negative way and never having a um, healthy outlet or an opportunity to talk through those things, to heal, to process um, quickly um, in the beginning before my life really truly could even get started. I really lost my sense of self. Um, and if you could almost say like I was robbed of it, right? Um, cause when you're young, when you're, when you're a toddler, you know, you're just a baby, you're like a sponge, you're learning, you're growing, you're developing, you're dependent on all of the adults around you to really help you to live, to lead you, to direct you, you know, to teach you what you were supposed to do to, you know, for, for just all of things, life, you know, you're dependent on other people. So you really don't know who you are cause you're too young, you're underdeveloped. And so you're discovering, though, and I think that's the really important piece today is to understand that even though we have um, a lack of awareness in certain developmental stages at certain ages, um, we're still discovering whether we know it or not. The moment we're born, we now have embarked on a journey of discovery, right? We're discovering the world around us. We're discovering these human beings before us. We're discovering life outside of the place where we were, where we were, um, 
created and 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 where we where we were developed and where we were conceived for nine months you know we were used to that environment now we have to come out and rediscover we have to discover this new environment we have to discover this new space and then in turn we are also discovering us we're discovering ourselves we're we're discovering when we're hungry you know you cry we're discovering you know when you're when you're you know tired you know you're cranky whatever even as a baby you start having these little characteristics and traits about yourself right because you're discovering so in the onset of discovery it's so important to really have a healthy environment and to have that environment that can promote um, you to be able to discover yourself in a healthy way but when that is altered or that is broken in, in any way at an early age it can really set the tone for the rest of your life um if you don't get the help that you need if you don't get the treatment that you need if you're not able to process if you're not able to um deal with and and overcome whatever um issues you may have faced or have happened to you at a young age and because for me none of that happened I just was forced to compartmentalize to go along with it and a part of my brain shut down so much so that I I for years put it out of my mind like it never happened and so however I lost myself at an early age before I had the opportunity to really discover that I had a self and so for the duration of my life, I've, I've gone through life with these um, false perceptions of who I was or my identity thinking, A, that the abuse, that the, um, that the trauma, that the experience really was who I was or the effects of it. Um, and then also becoming um, a, ch- a, a child, an adolescent, a teenager, you know, and now you have peers, you're in school, you're around people, you're seeing things. And, and then now... I'm trying to just fit in, you know? So I just started literally putting on traits and personality and characteristics from other people like it was closed, literally. Um, Because I was so lost, I was so empty, I was so confused that I didn't have anything within myself to, to know and anchor myself to who I am, to my true identity. So I just was like, well... I wanted to have friends. I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be accepted, right? I wanted to be social. Nobody wants to be in school. And, you know, you the eyeball and you sitting by yourself at the lunch table and stuff like that. And even if that was your story, it's okay because... um, you know, when we're young, we no matter if you had trauma or not, you're really still discovering yourself. And sometimes we have to go through those seasons where, you know, we are the eyeball or we are uncomfortable. And it's just a part of our development. However, um, for me, it was I was always afraid that I was going to never be accepted. And I don't even know why, because I was pretty popular in school. You know, I had friends. I was sociable. I was well-liked, you know. And so, but inside, I was, I think it was because I was so broken. And I knew the things that had happened to me. And I knew the things that I was doing behind closed doors that I always felt so insecure that if somebody found out about any of those things, nobody would like me. No friends want to be around me. They would reject me. So I tried really hard. Like, I mean, I tried so hard to fit in. I tried so hard to cover up those parts of me that I didn't like. And so no one would find out. So no one would have a reason to not want to be around me. And so I just started literally like I would meet uh, a friend or some friends and I would start hanging with them. And I would notice, you know, things that they do or, you know, behaviors that they have or things that they like that I don't know if I really liked or not. But I would just take it on because I thought that if I if I was um, 
like them you know we had common interests or whatever the case may be that they would um that they would accept me and like me and I would fit in and I and everything would be good so that's really what I did all my life um I I every time I got with a different group of friends I was in a different environment I went to a different place you know I would pick up on you know different um mannerisms different characteristics different personalities right and I would just start putting them on I never would even stop and consider like Janelle, do you even like this? Janelle, do you even want to do this? I never even would stop and ask myself those questions. I would just put it on because it seemed like it was working for them. Or it seemed like that's what I needed to do to be around them or to be um, accepted into this friend group. So I just did it without second thought. And I just literally found myself putting on like mask after mask, putting on different personalities, personalities, like outfits, just, just and layering. See, cause that was a problem. I was putting on personality after personality, but I wasn't taking off the old ones either. So it was like, I was just layering stuff. Like I just had, like, if I had literally could be an ensemble like if I could have been a mannequin or somebody could have seen me in the natural like what I was looking like um in the spirit with all these different personality and masks on I would be looking like a fool I would be looking foolish because I would be I wouldn't even have a look you know what I mean I wouldn't even have an identity it would just be a mess it was just like a bunch of stuff there and I just continued to pack on more and more stuff or every time I thought that it was something else I needed to do I would put that on too you know if I thought it was something else I needed to be I would put that on too and um I remember when I was in my early 20s and uh I had um had this particular group of friends and then they were my girls you know what I mean like for real like we was girls then was my that was my clique you know we hung out we hung tough we was always together we um did everything together and you know we was just living a lifestyle of rebellion to be honest you know we was out here in these streets we was at these bars, we was smoking, we was drinking, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it was to do, you know, like it, we was doing it, you know what I mean? We was going out to the bars three and four times a week, you know, we was just out here, you know what I'm saying? We was in, in and even with the dudes, you know, because we was fly, you know what I mean? Because we used to, you know, make sure, you know what I'm saying, we could dress. We always was dressed to the nines, you know, we was always fresh. And, you know, we had money. And so we was out here like dudes because, you know, we hung and, you know, and and, and it was like, <laughs> it's so funny because, you know, how as women, we just see a group of guys coming in somewhere, coming in a little uh, bar, the lounge, the building. And, you know, they all be fresh. And you can you could tell either they all drug dealers or maybe, you know, they some kind of athletes or maybe they, you know, some other kind of um you know, they do something where, you know, they got money and you could just tell, you could tell by the way they dress, you could tell by, you know, um, the way they look, how, how, um, how well, you know, manicured their hair is, their nails is, you know, how well groomed they are, you know, how they smelling good, how they walk and how they talk. And even in, you know, even in just like the, their essence, you know, it's like they, they walk in and they're secure and they know they fine and they know they that dude, right. And you had those people like that and, or you will have those friend groups 
groups, you know, that hang out and they're all kind of like that, right? So that's how me and my girls was, you know, we was we was all fresh, you know, we was all made sure our hair stayed done, our nails stayed done. We always had on new clothes. We didn't repeat clothes, you know. We always had the up-to-date fashion. We was always setting trends, you know, like wearing stuff that people weren't wearing and then they see, you know, people always want to know where we getting this from and starting to want to look like us and we was just having fun. We was having a ball. You know, and dudes was on us because, you know, we was just out here and, um, you know, it was a fun time. (laughs) It was a fun time. If I'm honest, we had a lot of fun, but, um, I remember, um, on different occasions and I wasn't living saved. I had been saved because I got saved as a little girl, but I wasn't living saved. I was going to church though, (laughs) uh, on Sunday and I was serious about that. But as far as seriously living a lifestyle that was a mirroring what I was, um, believing or, um, the teaching, um, or the principles of the word of God, I was in no shape, form or fashion doing no such thing. Um, I was living a whole lifestyle of rebellion. Um, but I do remember how on different occasions people would come up to me and I kid you not. Um, and they would just be like, Janelle, this not you. Like, what are you doing? You don't even look right lit doing this. And they would be talking about just the lifestyle I was living, you know, because um, I remember, I mean, I didn't did some stupid stuff. I can't even begin to tell y'all how many times I didn't been so, so drunk leaving the bar literally where, I mean, my vision blurry, like I can't see, falling asleep in the car, don't know how I made it home. Like I wake up and be at home, don't even know how I got there. Like so many times, like just dumb, just so many things like I was doing. But, you know, to me, I was having fun. To me, it was, you know, it was the lifestyle and it was um, what the people who were around me, what everybody was doing, you know, and it seemed to be fulfilling and it seemed to be meeting the needs that I had and it seemed to be you know, getting me what I wanted. So at the end of the day, I just continued to do it, but I never stopped to consider like, you know, is this what you really want to do? And so when those people would come up to me, like it was at least three people on separate occasions. They were not even like associated with each other. It was just like, now looking back, I know like God was trying to speak to me then, but I was just so um, deaf and blind to um, the voice of God that I didn't understand. I couldn't comprehend. And I was actually offended. (laughs) I was offended. I was offended when they would come up to me and be like, what are you doing? It's not you. Like, like you shouldn't even be doing this. This don't even look right on you. You don't even look right doing this. First of all, I was offended because I'm thinking to myself, yo, like you're doing the same thing. (laughs) <laughs> this wasn't somebody from church saying it, saying this to me. You know, this was somebody who was out here in the streets just like we were, you know, just like I was doing the same thing, if not more stuff than what I was doing. So it was a little offensive because I didn't understand what they meant by it. And they didn't really go into detail either. And then I was offended because I felt like they were judging me, you know, or like, what are you trying to say? So I didn't receive it then. And I carried on. And needless to say, long story short, I continued to live my life like that up until recently, where I just would put on different personalities. I would put on different characteristics. I would become whoever I felt like I needed to become to be accepted by whoever I was trying to be accepted by at the time. And then everything blew up when I had to really sit down with myself by myself and go through these last couple years and really have to go on this journey and be in the wilderness, if you will. You know, um, a lot of us Christians will use that term because 
uh, we know the Israelites, you know, they were in the wilderness um, for 40 years. And it was a moment in time where God was stripping off the residue of Egypt. Because, see, they had been in Egypt for four, over 400 years. And they had got used to the appetite and the culture and the system of Egypt. You know, even though Egypt was bondage. Egypt was enslaving them. Egypt was literally um, oppressing them. You know, Egypt literally was um, keeping them bound, right? But because they were still eating, because they were still being fed, because their needs were still being met, that they, they, you know, they had grown accustomed to and, and it became familiar and normalized to them that, yeah, my needs are getting me met, even though it's bondage or even though it's hurting me or even if it's to my detriment, even though it may be keeping me um from walking in my purpose or walking in freedom, at least my needs are being met, right? So when it was time when God brought them out of Egypt, he couldn't take them right into the promised land because he understood that their appetite, their propensity, their um, you know, their desires, um, their wants was going to still be having that Egypt residue on it. So he needed to purge that out. So needless to say, um, the wilderness is um, an analogy to that where when God take you on a um, on a journey to where it's just you and him and he's just really stripping off all that stuff from your past, all that stuff from your childhood, all that stuff from your pain, your trauma, etc. So um, when I was in my wilderness, um, a lot of things literally started to um, become so clear. And one of the main things that have become clear here lately is the fact that I'm in an identity crisis. Like, I've been going through life all this time, literally not knowing nothing about Janelle, not knowing who Janelle is, what Janelle likes, what Janelle wants. And when I started really sitting down with me and thinking about those things, (laughs) the funny thing is a lot of the things that I have done, a lot of the things that I thought I wanted, the lot of experiences that I had, I really don't even like that stuff. Yo, I'm like, wait a minute. I don't even, like, for real, for real, like, I don't even be liking to be out here like that. You know what I mean? I like to be chilling. I like to be, you know, like, just, you know, just just really laying low and being low key and being, you know, like just chilling and being at home and being a mother to my sons and, you know, um, really just wanting to love one them and wanting to just love on myself. There are, there are career choices and jobs that I've had that I look back, like, why did I even do that? Or things that I look back and I discover about myself today that I like and that I really want to do. And I'm really interested in that. I never would have thought in a million years that I would want to do these things and I look back like dang I wish I would have knew this when I was younger because I could have did this um sooner and I probably could have been successful or I probably could have accomplished this goal or I probably could have did this thing because this is something I really like and I didn't figure this out until 2021 I was born in 1982 <laughs> basic things just about the type of personality that I have just the type of character the type of person I am you know like I just now I'm just not discovering that the type of friends that I want to have the type of life that I want to live the type of man that I want to date <clears throat> which is interesting because every man that I've ever dated up until this point now that I have just started to discover who I am I realize 
none of I none of them were really what I wanted. I made decisions out of desperation. I made a, made decisions out of ignorance. I made decisions because it was what everybody else was doing or because a, a guy liked it me or I just didn't want to be alone or whatever it was. But I never really made a decision because it was deep down what I really wanted. And that's sad. I got kids by men that today I wouldn't even look twice at. It's no shade. Because my sons are here, I love my sons, and I love my sons' fathers for being a part of bringing my beautiful sons into this earth. However, had I known myself, had I known my, had I been able to discover my identity, I wouldn't have had no children with them. I probably wouldn't even talk to them. But because. Y'all gotta excuse that. That was a motorcycle. <laughs> um, but but because I just didn't know who I was, I just was doing anything. I was just trying on anything. I was accepting anything. And that's the most dangerous part about being in an identity crisis. You settle and you accept stuff that you really wouldn't accept or settle for had you knew who you were had you had your personal convictions had you had your own resolves had you been able to say to yourself oh no that don't align that don't align with me or where I'm going that don't align with what I want for my life right I didn't have that so I just was going through life like oh whatever okay let me try this and see if this works let me try that and you know where it got me it got me in chaos it got me in 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 heartache it got me in pain. It got me in wounds. It got me in being abused and mistreated. It got me lost. There are times where I literally almost lost my freedom for just things that I was doing, decisions I was making, just making just blind decisions. And I didn't caught cases, you know. I didn't had to literally uh, go to court and, and and catch cases just because of just little uh, <laughs> just silly decisions I was making because I wasn't strong enough or really I had no foundation. Just just the basic foundation of just being able to say yes or no for real. And for me, being a people pleaser um, started for me in my childhood because of the things that had transpired in my life. So I never wanted to say no. I always wanted to say yeah because I was afraid to say no because I thought if I said no then nobody would like me. I would lose the friend. I would lose the relationship, whatever the case may be. So I didn't even want to say no even the moments where I felt like I wanted to say no. I didn't even have the courage because I didn't even have no sense of self. I had no sense of identity, right? I wouldn't fight for myself. I would allow people to use me and abuse me, mistreat me just because I had no clue to who I was and I just was hoping in some way that they would decide to just love me and I learned early on it was a learned behavior that people who love you abuse you people who love you disappoint you people who love you mistreat you right so for me it was normal it was normal I was in an identity crisis and this identity crisis cost me a lot it cost me so much time. It cost me so many tears. It cost me so much stress, depression, turmoil, suffering. Just because I didn't know who I was. 
just because I had no idea of who Janelle was. I thought Janelle was this person who had to just continue to try to just put on many faces. I thought Janelle was this person that just had to be whatever it was that other people wanted her to be. I thought Janelle was this person who was shaped and conformed by her past and her experiences. And so I really began to resent myself. I began to resent myself because I felt like my life was just so bad. Like my my life was just so um, dirty and nasty, you know, that that I just was so unworthy and worthless. You know, I started to resent myself that I didn't have a better family, that I didn't have a better upbringing, that I didn't have a better support system. Um, that I didn't have people to truly love me and lead me and guide me. And I didn't have better examples. Um, and I resented myself. I resented myself for <laughs> feeling like I failed at even trying to be all of these things, right? Like, because even when I would put on these personalities and these masks and I would be doing this stuff and I would be, you know, um, trying to become whatever it was I felt like I needed to become, I never really had no true fulfillment, it never worked out the way I wanted it to work out. <laughs> I never got the, the 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 goal that I wanted to gain. Like it never it never manifested the way I, I desired it, right? So it was like I did all this work, which is exhausting. I did all this work to try to be this person, to try to fit in, to try to conform, to try to be accepted, to try to be loved. I mean, I was submissive. I mean, I, I was just so, um, man, I did so much. I accepted so much. I allowed myself to go through so much. And it still didn't work. I end up still not having the, you know, the community that I desire. I end up still not having the relationship romantically or the marriage that I desire. I still didn't end up having the success when I would try different careers and, you know, do um, go to school for different things, right? I, it's never worked out. And so that I became just so full of resentment and bitterness because I'm like, man, listen, I see other people doing these very things and they, 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 you know, it's working, it's working, you know, they, people get married, people, you know, becoming successful, people have getting careers, people, you know, out here getting, you know, things, um, women out here getting whatever they want, men buying them stuff, you know, they living good lives, they going on vacations, you know, they going on shopping sprees, they doing all this stuff, and I'm like, I'm doing the same things, but it ain't working for me. So that was hard because now I'm like, I'm just mad. I'm just mad because I'm like, this don't make no sense. I'm trying this thing. I'm doing everything I see you doing. But yet I'm not getting the same result. And so it didn't dawn on me until recently that it wasn't supposed to work for me. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to because that's not even who I am. That's not how God want to bless me. That's not the path I'm supposed to be on. But because I'm so busy looking to the left or the right, I'm so busy coveting my neighbor's house, looking over here, comparing, comparing my life to this person's life and trying to um, model my life after their life, thinking I can get what they got. Like, we're going to be real. Like, 
Like, I was so busy looking on social media or looking at my friends I know personally having these lives. These, even if it was a, even if, even if it would have involved illegal activity, even if the guy was selling drugs. That wasn't foreign to me. I come from a whole family and the men sell drugs. Even the women sell drugs in my family. So that was not, that to me, that wasn't a deal breaker. You know, and so it was like, I just didn't understand it. But God had to show me once I, he began to take me in my wilderness and strip all of these things off, all of these false labels, <laughs> all of these false personalities and characteristics, all of these masks that did not never belong to me, that I allowed myself to pick up or that I just put on to, to show me that wasn't me. That's not who he created me to be. That wasn't supposed to work for me. Because he has a plan for me. And as long as I was trying to be someone else, I couldn't, uh, he couldn't take me on the path that he had designed just for me. Because I'm too busy trying to be somebody else. I wonder if anybody else can relate. You know, where, where if you honest with yourself, that you, you live in a lifestyle right now that you question in your own mind, like, why am I even doing this? You at a job right now that you like, why am I even here? You in a relationship right now, like, why am I even with this dude? Like, I really don't even like him. <laughs> like, can we be real? Like, like we hold and hold just lifestyles. Like, we we've been living life in 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 seasons and in cycles and doing things that we really don't even want to do. Why? Because we don't know who we are. We allow society, our family, because sometimes your family will put a label on you. Your family will tell you, you got to be this or do that, you know, and that may not be what you want to do. That may not be who God created you to be. And so now you now you miserable trying to live up and measure up to some other type of, you know, some other uh, type of some form of expectation that they have put on you or even the expectations you put on yourself. Like, how many of us have, have put these unrealistic expectations on ourselves? Like, okay, by this age, I, be, I need to be married. By this age, I need to have um, accomplished this goal. Or I need to have this degree. Or I need to have bought this house. Or I need to have this amount of money. Or I need to have this. Or I need to be done this. We, have, we put these, you know, expectations on ourselves. And it's not nothing wrong with having a goal, you know, and planning. But a lot of us, I can speak at least for myself, never even, if you're a Christian... Never even consult God and ask God, like, well, is this in alignment with, with your purpose for my life? We just make we just make plans. You know, the Bible tells us in James that we say we're going to go to this city or that city and do this or that. But we should say if it's the Lord's will, because we don't know, because if we haven't even sat down to have a conversation with God to say, well, God, what do you want? Like, what is your will for my life look like? You know, what is your plans? And so we can begin to align ourselves with, with the path and the plan that he has. Instead, we just make our own plans and expect him to bless us. At least that's what I did. And I found out quickly that I was spinning my wheels and beating a dead horse. I was going nowhere fast. And it really started with the fact that there was no substance. I had no substance. I had no no foundation, right? Everything in me was just very um, surface and it was just, you know, it was very shaky and rocky because it really didn't belong to me. And I and I wasn't had I had no uh, resolve and I wasn't steadfast and I couldn't even commit to these things that I was trying to do. Like I couldn't even be consistent because it was not really something I wanted to do anyway. I was forcing myself and I was miserable. I was dying inside just just to make someone else happy or just to get this thing that I thought I wanted. But deep down, I'm dying. 
I'm quenching my my own, you know, fire. I, I'm putting I'm I'm putting out my own flame because I'm just trying to do and be something or someone that I don't even really want to be. But I never understood why until recently. It was because I don't know who I am. It's hard to really have uh to stand firm on your convictions or to stand firm on your beliefs or not to compromise and not to settle when you don't really know what you believe. When you don't even know who you are, you don't even know what you like, what you don't like. There's a lot of things I've done that I just didn't even like for real. If I'm honest, I'm just going to be honest. It's a lot of things I've done that I didn't even like. And I don't even know. Looking back, I'm like, why did I even do that? It was just because I was trying something else to see if I can get the thing that I needed most. And that was love. And so it's like, okay. Now we've discovered we got an identity crisis. What do we do now? Ugh, the process. <laughs> and and again, the process is there's no one all, one size fits all thing. You know, we're all different. We're all unique. We all are individuals. And so our processes all are going to look different. Um, but I will say it's a process nonetheless. And it's going to start with being honest with yourself. That's That's the first step. Is being honest with yourself and really sitting down and examining yourself to say, hey, I don't know who I am. All these things I've done, you know, all these, all these, um, you know, areas of my life that I've, you know, made decisions and I lived out a certain lifestyle or whatnot was not really what I wanted to do. And I don't even know who I am. And I don't even understand how I even got to this place. Like, I don't even know where I lost myself. Because for me, for a, at first, I was like, I don't even know where I lost myself. But then the Lord, he began to show me. It was in my childhood. But I had to be honest. I had to start saying, Lord, I don't know who I am. Like, I, I've realized that I've been putting on all these masks and all these personalities and all these characteristics. And I've been doing all these things trying to be who I thought I should be or who I thought I wanted to be but really I don't know who I am I don't know I don't know Janelle how can I expect anybody else to know me or respect me or honor me if I don't know me how can I expect to be committed and consistent to my consistent to my own convictions if I don't know what they are how can I be um intentional not to settle if I don't know what my boundaries are, because that's another thing that I discovered, you know, I, I used to think I just was real kind because like I said, I've let people walk all, all over me, um, use me as a doormat because I loved them because, you know, I wanted to be accepted. You know, I was their friend. I really take friendship seriously. I'm just a kind, hearted, giving, loving person, which is true. However, the reality is I just am a people pleaser and I lack boundaries. Let's just call it a spade a spade. <laughs> but I couldn't identify that had I not begun to identify the fact that there are some deep issues going on. I have some voids in my soul and I have some identity crises and issues that have prevented me from discovering who I am. There's no way possible I can redefine my worth or even believe I have a worth if I don't even know who I am. Because your worth is going to come out of your identity. And when you don't know your identity, then it's hard for you to do really dis to discover your worth or your value. 
Because you're going to be too busy trying to find value and worth in being this or that instead of just being you. And so I'm like, wow, Lord, um, this is an issue for me. And I believe this is an issue for a lot of women as well that um, are in the same place as me, like trying to really understand how you got here and, and really being honest with yourself. Like, I'm struggling. I don't know who I am as old as I am. I don't know who I am and I'm learning things about myself every day and I'll be shocking myself like wow like I wouldn't have even thought that I liked that or I wouldn't even thought I could do that or I wouldn't even thought I desired that I wouldn't even thought that I didn't like that you know and it's because now God has stripped away all of these false labels and personalities and characters and all of these things it was like I was an actor I don't think I was a good one <laughs> but I was I was always in character. Ooh, that's a word, my lord. Yeah, I was in character a lot. I did a lot of faking. I'm being honest. I did a whole lot of faking in my life. Sexually, I was faking. <laughs> With friends, a lot of friends, or who I thought were friends, I was faking. Uh, just uh, experiencing or being a part of different things or even you know trying on different careers or whatnot I was faking I did a lot of faking (laughs) and it was exhausting and it's so freeing to just really be you and I'm learning that day by day um, as I discover more of myself so my prayer is that somebody um, even if it's just one person has heard this um has heard this message or this this episode today and they and and it's really speaking to them and you can be encouraged to know sis it ain't just you and it's okay because here's the first thing the first thing is knowledge it's awareness it's it's the identifying it's the accepting the reality it's the admitting like i don't got it all together i don't know everything i'm broken i got some issues i don't know who i am see it's hard to really begin to heal or to be whole become whole if you don't even admit that there is something you need to be healed from and it's it's so difficult to try to to try to continue to pretend to be something you're not it requires too much energy it is exhausting and I am exhausted and I'm tired of being exhausted because I'm tired of trying to please everybody else and in turn I'm miserable And so it's like, I refuse to live that way no more. And I refuse to continue to live not knowing who I am, not knowing my identity. Um, And because I know now that in order for me to redefine my worth, I need to know who I am first. And so I just challenge us today to sis, if you're struggling in this area, don't be embarrassed and don't be ashamed. It's okay. I don't care how old you are. I'm 38, but I don't care if you're 48, 58, 68. It don't matter. Life happens to all of us. And it creates cycles and patterns and, and situations that, that sometimes have a long-lasting effect. But the g- good news is you don't got to stay that way. And we can do this together and encourage each other and uplift each other and hold each other accountable to go on this journey to discover our identity, discover who you are at your core, who you are at the core of you, and fall in love with her. Before you worry about falling in love with anybody else, fall in love with you, sis. Because when you start falling in love with you, everything else will follow. I believe that. 
And so that's the journey I'm on. I'm on a discovery of self journey, really discovering my identity so I can redefine my worth. And I just want to invite y'all along with me if y'all want to come. I'm like, come on. Let's do this together um, so we can heal together and become whole together. And so we can get free together and we can go on and become the women that God purposed us to be and do the things that God purposed us to do and be great and be amazing. Right? Um, because abundant life is yours, sis. It belongs to you. You don't have to walk around in bondage. That's what I have to keep reminding myself. I have to keep telling myself Janelle, you don't have to stay in bondage. You don't have to accept this. You don't have to settle for this, right? There is something more, but you may have to work for it. And so I'm just like, okay, Father, I surrender. Here I am. Let's do this. Please help me. Please help me, Lord. Please help me. Please, please show me who I am. Please, Lord, let me see myself as you see me. Lord, please fill me up with your truth, God. Please, Lord God, help me to remove the lies and the false beliefs about myself. So then I can begin to receive your truth because I'll be set free. That's what your word says. The knowledge of the truth will set me free. And and freedom is the goal. Wholeness is the goal. Being healed is the goal. And that's really the whole purpose and the vision and mission of this podcast. Um, It's for us to redefine our worth. But truly, um, in that, becoming healed, whole, women of God or just women if you're not a Christian if you're not sure if you want to be a Christian whatever you still deserve to be whole you still deserve to be healed you still deserve to be free this life ain't worth living if we got to walk around in bondage we're not even living and so I'm just like I just wanted to come on today and just have a conversation and, and just say is anybody else struggling like me with identity and if so, like, I mean, hit me up, you know, send me an email um, at purityafterpromiscuity at gmail.com and let me know what's working for you. What have you done? You know, I don't got all the answers. I'm not a psychologist. I ain't Jesus. I don't know everything. I'm learning every day. Um, so I'm open to suggestions and advice, you know, wisdom. If if you've gone on this journey and you've already, you know, um, been successful in discovering your identity, if you got some, you know, some suggestions, some tips, some tools, feel free to reach out. You know, leave a review, a comment, you know, um, contact me on social media um, on um, Instagram at Janelle underscore Renee one. Um, contact me, reach out, you know, because this again, this is this is a um a collaboration we're in this together i'm not here just wanting to just give y'all tools advice tips or give y'all my testimony or whatever because i'm learning just like y'all this is an open platform and i'm open to receiving um y'all um wisdom and insight you know so please um please feel free to um, reach out to me because um i believe we can do this together you know there's power in numbers and 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 just having um community sometimes can be just so much more powerful as we're going through these different processes and on these journeys so i just thank you all for listening once again i appreciate each and every one of you and blessings on your life thank you for joining me for today's episode identity crisis on the purity after promiscuity podcast where we're redefining a woman's worth 
Um, I just want to thank you very much for tuning in. Um, again, reach out, connect with me, social media, Instagram at Janelle underscore Renee one. Um, my email purity after promiscuity at gmail.com and just, um, connect, you know, let's connect, let's chit chat, you know, let's exchange ideas and just edify, encourage and empower one another. Um, as always, I want to leave you with until we meet again, just know your past does not define you. It develops you and you are worthy.